mad thing, mad thing. I'm in a field like Anglo-Saxon. Yes. Joke, man, don't ask my ranking. Nope. Still cool with the kiddies, no ramping. Killy. Cool kid, guys say I look handsome. <laughs> handsome, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> man, I lying on us about tantrums. Yo. Make a boy lay down, no planking. Mm. Make a boy lay down on my celly. Leave you on the deck like Mike Pantelli. TJ on the block, Spinelli. Jen out the pot, yeah, make a spaghetti. Little man on the wing, Martinelli. He was in the field trying to pop his cherry. Rock that steady, sound of the box on your marks, get ready. Southeast steps southwest, and now we like steps southeast. With Phineas, not Belgique, but with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T, stuck in a box, got a job complete. Four men are on that street. What's happening, people? Welcome back to another episode of M55. I'm your host, Joanne, and today, yeah, man, it's a bit of a depressing episode because uh, I can't lie. The red and white half of North London they can't really cover themselves in much glory after what has been a very, very shit week. But I'll dissect all of that in due course. Anyways, a bit of housekeeping before we get into the main action. As always, follow me on socials at Yohanyo on Twitter and Instagram. Follow my brand accounts at Communicado Offy on Twitter and Communicado underscore official on Instagram. And anything else, yep, the usual um, follow uh, Outsiders Footy, check out their articles, check out my article on Borussia Dortmund in the shadows, which I wrote uh, the other day, so it'd uh, be nice if you gave that a read. Everything, uh, all sorts of, of support would be very much appreciated, so yeah, that's all from me. Let's get right into the action, and uh, yeah, where do I begin? We have to begin with the... Um, the embarrassing uh, Premier League fixture we had at the weekend against Liverpool. First game back. It wasn't so much the result I was looking for because you can play well and lose, you can play badly and win. So for me, I was looking for evidence of what we've been working on in the training ground. I wanted to see something close to a complete or at least a better sort of performance than what we've been accustomed to recently and for large parts of the season. Yeah, man, we didn't get it at all. We really, really didn't get it. In the end, Arsenal nil, Liverpool three. Could have been more comprehensively beaten, outplayed, outmaneuvered, dismantled. We were never in the game. <sighs> what more can I say? It was spineless. It was embarrassing. It was disgusting at times. The defending was appalling. It was a joke. But I'm not here to rant and rave. I'm not here to get mad. I'm not here to lose my head or anything like that because... Doing so would uh, would basically be me admitting that I still haven't accepted where we are, not just as a team, but as a football club. Right now, this team is mid-table level. Like, face the facts, this is the cold reality. We are a mid-table team and we have to accept it. But as a club, we're also not performing. We're not setting the standards that we should be, the standards that that uh, I grew up watching. So, yeah, we have a long work. We have a long way to go before we can get anywhere closer down. We have a lot of work to do moving forwards. But uh, listen, we have to take baby steps because I think that's all we can do right now. We can't dwell on this. We've got a big game against uh, Slavia Prague tomorrow in the Europa League. We need to go through. We need to go through. We need to win this Europa League because it will set us up very nicely or at least I hope will set us up very nicely with uh, whatever Mikel Arteta is trying to build here. So, yeah. Anyways, let's get into the game, and I can't lie, I don't really have a comprehensive analysis of, the game, of this game, even though I watched it again, just to look at anything I missed, I couldn't lie, I can't lie to you, watching this game again, there was nothing I added to my, to my original notes, because, what can I say, 
First 10 minutes, it was a bit scrappy from both teams, but after that, Liverpool just completely took control of the game. Fabinho was like a metronome. Thiago was very good alongside him, I have to say. You know what, before I get into um, before I get into everything, let me just shout out Liverpool because they were exceptional in this game. They were superb. They really took control of the game. They came for blood. They smelt blood. And uh, when it came to the crucial moment of the game, when the game was kind of like meandering to a bit of nothing, Klopp really seized it. He really took control of it with the change he made, bringing on uh, Diogo Jota for Andy Robertson. And that just, uh, it sunk us. It sunk us. It completely sunk us. Diogo Jota was, he was the difference, really and truly. I was most afraid of him going into the game and he proved to be the difference maker, grabbing two goals off the bench and uh, well, he didn't get an assist. I think, yeah, Mohamed Salah scored the, the other one in between. So, yeah, I was on the three, but yeah. As for what I did write in my notes, I said Liverpool started off the better and I think we were really struggling to build up from the back and get any time and space on the ball and midfield. I think uh, Thomas Partey was having to do a two-man job because Danny Sabayas next to him. I don't know what I'm going for. I don't know what I'm going for, Danny, because Fahmy was fucking annoying me, but I'll get on to him more in the player ratings. And yeah. The only other thing I said about the first half is that we were struggling to get our own, our own half. And Liverpool, they had a couple of chances. James Milner had a couple of chances that went right wide. Sorry, I think uh, Mane and Salah were having a lot of joy against um, uh, their respective fullbacks. Unfortunately, we lost Kieran Tini to injury just before half time, and seems like it's a bad one. And it is, um, it's a tough one to take because I think that is arguably more damaging than the result itself. Losing one of our most important players in Kirantini, losing that threat he provides from the left-hand side, losing that dynamism, what he brings to our build-up. It's a, it's a very big loss. So I don't know how we're going to deal with it. Personally, I might, personally, I'd be inclined to put Saka there, but it's what it is, man. Second half, yeah, um, it was more of the same. Liverpool controlling the game in our half. They were playing in our half like, Arsenal, our attackers, they may as well not have been there. Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, not in the game. Kabak and Phillips have not, had nothing to do. They could have got the armchairs out and just uh, had a spliff or something. Like, oh, God, it was it was shameful to watch. Shameful, shameful to watch. But anyways, the, the goal did come eventually with 25 minutes to go. And uh, Diogo Jota scored a header. I have to say, it's a wonderful cross from Trent Alexander-Arnold. He whips it in, he puts it right on the money for Jota to head in. Leno tries to get a hand on it, but it's not enough. It goes in. Jota gets between chambers and holding to power header home. And it was no less than Liverpool deserved because they'd been by far the better team. And it was just a matter of when and not if Liverpool would get the goal at that point, in my opinion. Five minutes later, Arsenal nil, Liverpool 2, Mohamed Salah. It's a long ball. Actually, to, to start off with, it's very poor play from Arsenal at the back. We lose the ball. Can't even remember who plays that long ball, but Gabriel fails to deal with it. And, uh, yeah, Salah gets the ball. He sh- he shows great composure and he pokes in between Leno's legs. It's Arsenal there, Liverpool 2, 20 minutes to go. Game over because Arsenal, niche, absolute niche. Weren't offering anything, not in the game. We look shot, we look tired, we look leggy. No fight. No desire, no passion, no commitment, nothing, absolutely nothing. So, yeah, 
Arsenal, Liverpool 3, and this was with just under 10 minutes to go. And Diogo Jota again, and once again, Gabriel, by this point, his head had gone. Doesn't deal with the cross properly. Don't know how the, how the fuck the ball gets all the way to the back post. I don't know what on end he's doing, but anyway, Jota, he wants to go. You can see he wants to go because he slams it. He slams it in at the far post. Pathetic defending all around. And yeah, Arsenal nil, Liverpool 3. That's all I have to say about the game because I didn't add anything to my notes. There's nothing else for me to say. So yeah, man, let's get into the player rating. So um, Burnley, I have to give him a four because again, while going for Donny, like his form has really nosedived of late and it's a bit concerning. That's all I have to say on him. Callum Chambers, I've given him a three. I think it was a very strange decision to play him instead of someone like Cedric or Bellerin at right back, especially up against Sadio Mane, of all people. And yeah, we got brutally punished. Um, uh, Fam, him and uh, Firmino were running a train on Chambers. It was disgusting. I felt sorry for him. I thought Arteta would take him out of his misery, but he didn't. He left him to drown, and it really cost us. And he was kind of up for the first and third goals, so I have to give him a three because I think he was very, very poor in this game. Rob Holding also gets a three. I think he was also very, very poor and very, very shaky. He was constantly getting dragged out of position by Firmino and Mane, like I said. And yeah, man, he just really, really struggled. This is not the sort of game where holding can really thrive. So again, kind of thrown in at the deep end. To be fair, I didn't really have a choice because David Luiz is also injured. So it's a bit peak for us at the moment. Gabriel, I'm very torn as to what rating to give him. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and give him a five because I think up until the mistakes he made, he was uh, he was uh, one of our best two players. I'll mention who the other one is in a bit. Yeah, I think first half, he was kind of like, he was kind of moving like a firefighter. To be fair, he was kind of getting caught out of position, but he was mopping his mistakes, mopping up his mistakes, sorry. He was making a couple of last-ditch challenges, and yeah, he was just, kind of reminds me of them ones when Koscielny's just doing a lot of uh, putting out fires and just uh, uh, moving like a superhero and that. So yeah, it was a tough game for him, one that I'll learn a lot of lessons from. Kieran Tini, I don't really have anything bad to say about his performance before he came off, so I'll give him a five as well. Unfortunately, we're going to be missing him for a significant period, hopefully not the rest of the season, because we're going to need him if we go far in the Europa League. So, yeah, peak. Thomas Partey, I think, was our other all-right player on the on the night. I'll give him a five as well. Like I said earlier, he was doing a two-man job because the idiot next to him was doing absolute fuck-all. And that takes me on to the idiot next to him, and that's Danny Ceballos. Disgusting. Disgusting performance. What were you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, what What was his job? What is he actually there to do in this game? I, I don't understand, and I couldn't tell you. So, end of the season, it's done, man. It's done. The relationship between Danny Ceballos and Arsenal has to end. I'm really sorry. It has to end. Nicola Pepe, free as well. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say Ceballos gets a free. Nicola Pepe, free. Not in the game. That's all I have to say. Not in the game. Not protecting Callum Chambers at all. Wasn't in the game. Like, I'm, I I couldn't quite believe that he lasted the full 90 minutes, but it is what it is. Martin Odegaard, I give him a four. He tried the thing, but it, it weren't banging for him. It weren't banging for him. And uh, he really got, um, he really got um, snuffed out the game by... 
uh, Milner, Thiago and Fabinho really and truly. So yeah, it was a difficult game for him. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang on the left, I gave him a three as well. Not in the game. So I have to say, not in the game. And uh, we need to have a discussion about Aubameyang because I love you to bits. Of, uh, but playing uh, the way you're being shoehorned into the team, you don't bang, man. You don't bang. And I think Arteta needs to save him from himself at this point. And he needs to be he needs to be brave. He needs to be bold. And he needs to, in my humble opinion, he needs to drop him. That's the only solution I see at this point because... He doesn't offer enough in build-up to play on the left. And whilst he's not scoring goals, he is actively hindering us up front. So, unless he can start clapping goals like now, um, he has to hold bench, unfortunately, because I just think the team is more functional that way at the moment. So, yeah, it, it pains me to say that. But, yeah, that's, it is what it is. got to call a spade a spade at this point. Alice Lacazette also gets a free. Not in the game. Like, how many how many players have I said that for now? Not in the game. Like, Kabak and Phillips, with all due respect. Ozan Kabak and Nat Phillips. Praying for the Premier League champions. They are not, they are not that calibre of player. So the fact that we gave them absolutely fuck all to do is shameful. It's embarrassing. And I can't believe it. So I'm very disappointed that we didn't we didn't test them at all. And you can't play like this in big games. I know this, we don't have the divine right to beat anyone, but come on, man. There's a way to lose, and that was not it at all. It wasn't it. It really wasn't it. As for the sub, Cedric came on for Kieran Tooney. He gets a five because I think he was done dirty at times, especially by Gabriel when he started uh, moving Kalam. Oh, and then he gets a four, man. Nothing else to say about him. Martinelli, I can't give him a rating. I think he was set up to fail with that substitution, really and truly. He's coming on at 2-0. What the fuck is he supposed to do when Pepe and Lacazette aren't offering anything either? So, yeah, it was peak for him. And my final thoughts. Um, the performance we saw from Liverpool is exactly what I mean when I talk about performing at a consistent high level for 90 minutes. That's what I want to see from Arsenal as we develop and as we get better. But, uh, yeah, it's, we're very far. We're light years off that at the moment. It, it seems a very long way off at the moment. I think Liverpool were excellent and they thoroughly deserved the points because we were a shambles. And uh, like I said earlier, the implications of uh, KT's injury are probably more damaging than the result itself. Losing too many bodies at the moment, we can't afford to be losing all of our best players. You saw how we missed Bakayo Saka, Smith-Rowe, Xhaka, the energy that they bring, that composure on the board, bravery when making decisions, not afraid to take the game to people. We miss their we miss their infectious natures, and yeah, it was a peak game for us. I think the senior players are really letting themselves down, and uh, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about, so I don't need to name names here. I think Arteta was a bit too reactive, and uh, I don't. I think he set the team up to fail with the way we um, with the lineup, but also not reacting when Klopp made that aggressive change. That was very very surprising to me, and uh, it's almost as if we just let them dismantle us which I didn't like at all and maybe this is wishful thinking but I hope this is a wake up call ahead of Thursday because they disgrace themselves you really disgrace yourselves and play like that on Thursday you're going out
that's that is what it is. So yeah. I have nothing else to say on the game. So uh, yeah, let's move on to a bit more positivity here. When I'm not just here to do up doom and gloom, I'm here to talk about positive stuff as well. And uh, that, in some aspects, this week was uh, William Saliba, and I thought certainly the mental fortitude that he showed in what was a bit of a tricky game for him. Nance against Nice. Nice one two one. It was a very good win for them away from home against the side fighting relegation. Uh, William Saliba, back from his COVID-enforced break, was back alongside Jean-Claire Tadebo in the heart of defence. Again, similar to the Arsenal-Liverpool games, a bit of an erratic start from both teams, but I think Nice started to take control of things. They got a penalty 10 minutes in. I think they did well to squeeze them uh, to squeeze Nance in, and Kefren Turam did was brought down in the box after a bit of a mazy, skillful run. And Casper uh, Dolberg puts it away. Hard and low into the bottom left corner. 11 minutes in, Nance nil, Nice won. I think Nice were playing some nice stuff at times. At times it was like champagne football and I was enjoying it. I was like, okay, okay, Arsenal disappointed me, but at least I'll get to watch one good one good game of football this week, okay. But yeah, Nance uh, gradually going to the game. Nice just stopped playing. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but uh, to be fair, they still had their chances on the counter. Dolberg almost made it two when... Uh, he tried to dink Nafon. I think if he had a bit more space, he might have uh, been able to get it over him. But yeah, it just went over the bar. Dolberg had another good chance uh, a couple minutes later, but he said it was well saved. And then from then on, it was the Williams Saliba show. Not in a good way because... Um, because... Uh, what else? Did I miss something here? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Danny Liuk almost got Saliba in trouble with a square plus in, in his own box. This is 27 minutes in. To be fair, Nice went straight up the other end and scored again. Dolbert got his second of the game. Uh, it was a bit of a stinging shot from Catherine Turam, which was fumbled by Lafont. And uh, Dolbert gets the ball. He shows great composure and he fires in from a tight angle instead of laying it off to, um, I think it was maybe Marlida that was uh, coming in. Coming in from this from the flank. But yeah, show great composure. Nats nil, Nice two, 29 minutes in. Nats pulled one back almost immediately. And uh, yeah, it was a corner in from uh, Moses uh, Simon. It was poorly defended. And uh, William Saliba, man, 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 man. Awful clearance. It was a mistake from Willow. And uh, yeah, didn't really get enough on it. Toure has an easy job walking the ball into the back of the net, and it's Nantes 1, Nice 2, 30 minutes, 32 minutes in, sorry. And from then on, yeah, it was just a bit of, um, a bit of, uh, it felt like a boxing match at times, you know, just uh, two teams sparring. And yeah, early in the second half, Pierre Malou was very unlucky not to score when he hit the post with a curling strike. I think uh, Nice were very unlucky. No, sorry, Nantes were very unlucky not to make it two-two. As uh, Colo- they had two players there waiting for a tapping. One of them was uh, Colomwani, but loser for some reason he made he made a terrible choice. He went for a shot when he could have just uh, played a square ball across. Colomwani has a tapping. It's two-two, but he went for a shot. He tries to in for the far corner. I don't know why, because if he just passes it, it's probably 2-2. And I thought Nice's defence were at sixes and sevens. And uh, yeah, it was a scrappy game. Benitez made two fine saves to keep Nice ahead. Nice maybe could have got a third themselves in the counter towards the end, but it wasn't to be in the end. They finished uh, Nantes 1, 
Nice 2. And I think as for William Saliba in this game, he had a bit of a rough time. And I thought certainly the, he was helped by John Claire Saliba having a good game alongside him. But at least his side got all three points. And something that I've been thinking of recently, especially watching these games from William Saliba, his most recent performances, I think keeping it a buck, as much as I'd like to see Saliba starting next season and getting significant minutes in like the Prem and Europe, if we're in Europe, is he ready for that? I'm not convinced. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I think we might actually need to go out and grab a centre-half or two because I'm not sure we can really accommodate two centre-halves who both have their naiveties and Gabriel Saliba. Sure, of course, they might hit it off straight away and they might end up banging, but realistically, they will both learn harsh lessons, which will probably have direct negative consequences for us in terms of results in the short term, whereas you know how uh, errors lead into goals and all of that stuff. So, yeah. I want to see Saliba get games, but I think we need to let him develop at a steady pace. We can't proclaim man to be the saviour when when I'm watching him, if I'm being honest with myself. He's not. Now, of course, he's definitely a dramatically better defender than uh, when, he, when I first uh, started watching him at Nice, but he's still got a lot to iron out his game. So Arsenal fans, just be wary about that and uh, don't place, don't set your expectations or don't set the bar mad mad high for Saliba when he comes back so just just pay attention to that and yeah but anyways yeah that's all I have to say about that I've covered Arsenal nil Liverpool 3 I've covered Saliba watch um let's get into a couple of previews I'm going to do a preview for Slavia Prague and a preview for Sheffield United Arsenal which will, which is on Sunday so yeah let's get into that Alright then, so on to the two previews and uh, I guess we're going to start off with the Europa League fixture between us and Slavia Prague. First leg at the Emirates, second leg at the Sinobo Stadium next week, or the Eden Arena as you may know it, um, Prague, but yeah. Arsenal, Slavia, Prague. Uh, Slavia, they've already knocked out Leicester and Rangers. They knocked out Leicester 2 0 now. after that 2 0 win at the King Power Stadium. And they beat uh, Rangers in the next in the last round. Sorry, I forgot what the other score was. I managed to check that. Slavia, Rangers. Actually, I have it here somewhere. Slavia against Rangers was 3 1 on aggregate. So, yeah. Comprehensively beat both teams. They were very impressive from what I saw. Although I, although I can't lie, the last tie against Rangers will forever be known more for what happened towards the back end of the game. Obviously, if you haven't heard by now, have you been living under a fucking rock? Because, uh, yeah, Andre Kudela racially abused one of Halen's very own, Glenn Kamara, and uh, his teammate Bongani Zunu, Zungu sorry, heard it. And, yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of media attention about it. People want Slavia to be kicked out, but UEFA haven't taken that sort of action. They finally opened disciplinary proceedings against the guy, but they only banned him for one game in which he can't play anyway. He will be play facing us tomorrow. So, yeah, man, listen, I'm, it's tiring, man. It's tiring. It's tiring speaking about these things because... We say action needs to be done, but no one ever takes fucking action. So it's like, it's not that, it's not disheartening because, you, of course, we will fight against it. But 
it's disappointing that we're talking about things other than football in a football game. So, yeah, obviously we've had the incident with Mukhtar Diakabi within that Cadiz Valencia game. I had strong opinions on that, but I'm not going to voice them on here because they'll be getting away from the point really and truly. So, yeah. Anyways, back to Arsenal against Slavia Prague. Yeah, like I said, they knocked out Leicester and Rangers in the last two rounds. So they will be very comfortable against British opposition. The last time they came to London was to face Chelsea in 1819, where they lost 5 3 in aggregate. They lost the first leg 1 0 before a very entertaining 4-3 at Stamford Bridge, where they were 4-0 down, but came back uh, to at least uh, salvage some pride and respectability from the tie. So, yeah, need to be careful for them because they're a very good goal for especially from set pieces. And uh, as for us against them, our last meeting against uh, Slavia was in the 07-08 UEFA Champions League. I can remember when we beat them 7-0 at the Emirates. That was a very entertaining game. But we had some proper ballers, man. Sort of these dead man, these dead ballers, dead food, bruv. Still fucking shit, but yeah, man. Let me not let me stop reminiscing that. But um, yeah. Anyways, um, some tactical notes. Um. I'm sure you've all heard of Abdallah Sima. He's a very fast, tricky winger with an eye for goal. We need to watch out for him. I think we've actually been linked with him in the past in terms of a transfer. But uh, to be fair, at the time, they were quoting some crazy price, like 50 million. I was like, are you fucking mad? But yeah, anyways. Yeah, they're high energy side. We need to get scripts with it because we kind of struggled against sides like that this season. They're going to take the game to us. they got nothing to lose. We're the favourites. We should be going through. So they're going to take it to us. And they're not afraid of us. They don't give a fuck that we're Arsenal Football Club. Because with all due respect, we've lost to sides on par, if not worse than Slavia this season. So can't take this game for granted. I know it's uh, the route towards the Europa League final seems very short now, but you can't take anything for granted. We've seen what happens when we don't play at our best. We're shit. We suck. And we can't play football properly. So... Play anything other than your best, and uh, yeah, it's going to be long for us. So, yeah, we need to be careful in this. And uh, at the back, they're actually missing quite a few players. I saw that Simon Delhi, their best center half, is injured or ill. It's one of the two, I can't remember what he said. Uh, Google Translate tried doing me dirty, but yeah, anyways, they're missing quite a few players at the back, including their goalkeeper, Andre Kola, who got injured in that Rangers game when Kemar Roof tried to like. He did some like Muay Thai kick to the head and just fucking cleaned him out, bro. So he's he's out of action for a while. They're going to be playing some 18-year-old in goal. So we need to test him. Pepper him, man. Pepper him. And yeah, as for my starting 11, I have no idea because on current form, who the fuck do you pick? Like, they're all playing shit at the moment. So who do you really pick amongst this lot? I know there's certain guys who are probably shoe-ins. I suppose Cedric at left back, assuming that we're not going to put Saka there. Holding has to play because David Luiz is injured. The centre half will you pair alongside him? I don't know because I don't think Gabriel and Holding work. Maybe throwing a Pablo Mari for this game. Bellerin will have to come in at right back. Leno in goal, obviously. Thomas Partey, Granite Xhaka, if he's fit, comes back in. Bakayo Saka, of course, walks in if he's fit. Same with Smith Rowe, Martin Odegaard. Up front, it's toss a coin, really and truly. I think he's going to go with Aubameyang, but um, wouldn't be surprised if he dropped him and went with Lacazette. Because uh, Oba is not playing well enough to warrant a start at the moment. So, yeah. It's peak, man. It's peak. It's peak. It's peak. It's peak. But, uh, anyways, 
yeah, I hope we can get through. I really, really hope we don't go out because otherwise that's our season over, really and truly. So, yeah, we need to be careful going into this one. Uh, let's move away from that and let's move on to the final part of this pod, which will be the Sheffield United and Arsenal preview. This is Sunday's game at 7pm, live on BT no, Sorry, is it 7 or 8pm? I can't remember. Who cares? But Yeah, live on BT Sport at Bramall Lane. Bottom against um, 10th. So, yeah. We lost this corresponding fixture last season by a goal to nil from Lise Mousset's first half winner. Embarrassingly, we only took one point off them last season. That was the one one draw at the Emirates. And, yeah, we're aiming to do the double. You know what? When I saw this start, I was thinking, are we shit or are we shit? Because we're aiming to do the double over Sheffield United for the first time in the Premier League era. That's, that's quite embarrassing. That's actually embarrassing. So, yeah. Trying to right some wrongs, anyways. As for that game, uh, there's not a lot for me to say about them apart from the fact that their centre backs are suspect. Get at them because uh, Phil Jagielka, he looks like a 40 year, 40 year old playing Premier League football. And don't let their wing backs have a joy, please, because we know what they've done to us in the past. So don't let them have any joy, please and thank you, Arsenal. So, yeah. My preferred 11 for this game would be uh, Neno. I suppose we're going to have to give better in the rest between the two Europa League games, but uh, Callum Chambers goes in there, holding again, don't have a choice to play him, Pablo Mari, Cedric, Party, Xhaka, Saka, Odegaard, William, and Gabriel, Gabriel, sorry, Martinelli, I want to see him get a start. And yeah, all I want to see from this game is I want a good performance. No fucking excuses, no play for 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 75 minutes, no good spell, but we don't make the most of it. No, I want us to pam them. I'm so sick and tired of watching this team labour through games. Go and put these men to the fucking sword. They are bottom of the table for a reason. I don't want to see us struggling against them because what does that say for us moving forwards? Can't even get a, a consistent, solid performance against Sheffield United. Are you fucking serious? Anyways, that's enough from me before I start losing my head and, and that. So, yeah, that's all I have to say today. I hope you've enjoyed it as per usual. I'll be back again next week talking about, well, I suppose I'll be reviewing the Sheffield United game, giving a bit of an update of the first leg of the Europa League, and then I'll look ahead to the Fulham game, which is uh, the weekend after. The weekend after, sorry. So, yeah, that's all from me. Uh, like I said at the beginning, follow me on my, all my social accounts. You can rewind and hear what they are. I'm not going to repeat that again, but yeah. Hope you have a good rest of your day, rest of your week. Hopefully the Gunners get the job done on Thursday. So, yeah, come on, Arsenal. And, yeah, I'm out, people. Peace. Say I look handsome, handsome, handsome. Man, I lie on us about tantrums. Make a boy lay down, no planking. Make a boy lay down on my celly. Leave you on the deck like Mike Pantelli. TJ on the block, Spinelli. Jen out the pot, yeah, make a spaghetti. Little man on the wing, Martinelli. He was in the field trying to pop his cherry. Rock that steady. Sound of the box on your marks, get ready. Southeast steps, southwest, and now we like steps southeast. With Phineas, not Belgique. Bop with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T's. Stuck in the box, got the job complete.